Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's here. I can't believe it myself. And running the boards is Joey D's Wednesday. Yeah. It's Wednesday, and it's comic book day, so uh, BJ will be reviewing some comic books. He's going to get back into the old board game reviews as well. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Maybe that more, but definitely the Geek Sheet. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcast, and more. 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 Or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey oh. app to find us. Yeah. The iTunes. The, the iTunes. I, the iTunes. The iTunes. <laughs> Have you heard of the iTunes? <laughs> Apple Podcasts, everybody. It's what you can get to listen to us. And give us a five-star review because Please. I like that stuff. And it right. uh, makes me feel better about my life. Um, BJ. Yes? Comic Book Day. And I know you oh, usually yeah. have your standards on that. So let's hear uh, what you've got. Uh, you mean you got... my, my standbys? Oh, your standbys? <laughs> yeah, I don't have any standards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Well, we've. you know what? I finally did it. Gosh darn it. They broke me. I'm so mad at them. Mad at them. Oh, mad at them. Oh, them. they got. Oh, I. They, 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 Do they get I you think... into uh, getting maybe one of those uh, offshoot uh, yes. issues? I knew it. I uh, knew it because you have your standard uh, again. Your standbys. This time it, they, they are on my standards. Yeah, I get so mad. I mean, I understand Marvel's trying to make money, but man, it's like, hey, we're starting a story in the Amazing Spider-Man, but you have to go to the over here to get it. I'm like, ah. So what did they but, send you this time? Uh, well, there's a whole Sinister War uh, involving the Sinister Six, which you know. Oh. I mean, I, I, uh, the thing that got me to do it is that Nick Spencer, who is the current writer for The Amazing Spider-Man, is also writing Sinister War. And I'm like, all right, at least it'll be the same writer, because I, I don't like it when other writers who aren't as familiar with uh, you know, a, a character, like, hey, go read this and go read that. And you go, well, you know, Marvel Team-Up is not exactly like Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> or Spectacular Spider-Man. All these different, they're just different. When the dialogue um, itself is a little bit different, you're like, yeah. that's not how they would say that or something along those lines. I understand that. I, I noticed that. And, uh, you know, at least with Nick Spencer, he's the one that took over for Dan Slott. And uh, I've liked a lot of stuff that Nick has done. So I'm like, okay, um, all right, Nick. Okay, fine. If you're, It's basically you writing a Spider-Man story, so I'll do it. Um, and it is, uh, cool. Cause Doc Ock is back. Um, and he's got his own brain in his own head. So that's cool. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I don't, I'm not too sure how much of a memory he has of what the hell happened and how he's really? brought back. He's brought back by this creature called Kindred, who we thought was Harry Osborn. If you remember, yeah, uh, you had been talking about that. But now we see that uh, this woman, Carly, you guys might not know Carly very well, but she's a, a, a person in Pete's life. I think she's a news reporter or a cop. I forget. I get a little confused. But she's a relatively new character if you haven't read a lot of Spider-Man lately. Uh, but Carly is kidnapped and then taken to this cell. And in the cell with her is, is Harry Osborn. And you're like, wait a second. What? Why? Harry's supposed to be this kindred dude. Yeah. So now I'm not sure what's going on if kindred is some sort of twisted ego-ish uh, offshoot of Harry's mind that has now taken form into this weird creature thing that has things all have of happened these sort like of, that before, yeah, yeah. Kindred's a weird thing, man. He's got like all of, he reminds me a little bit of um, like all the bugs that came out of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character in Men in Black. Eww, he's got the you know the okay, bugs seem yeah. to be crawling out of him. He's got these appendages, and that's what Kindred kind of looks like. And so uh, Kindred is pulling the strings on Doc Ock, and Doc Ock has gotten together the Sinister Six. 
And but the vulture is like, I got my own set of people. They're called the Savage Six. So like basically 12 <laughs> okay. of Spider-Man's most hated villains are trying to beat the crap out of them. Uh, and Sinister War number one is on sale now. And that's where uh, Spider-Man 70 took me. It took me to Sinister War and then 71. Then it sent me back to 71. Oh, OK. So, you know, it's like uh, it's so like your brain says, why can't you just do this in like all of Spider-Man? Why so was, they, why do you, uh, so you they know. can charge you four ninety nine again, buddy. Yeah, and maybe also people won't want to like you know want to see like if you don't want to um, buy all these issues, then you don't have to have more than a couple of issues on one thing, and that way, folks, if they've got a little ADD, will say get on with the next story. Uh, and if you want more of the story, go buy Sinister One. Yeah, right. Uh, because you could sort of get an update. Well, if you miss Sinister One, here's what happened. But I thought I'd go get it, and it's been pretty good. Uh, Fantastic Four. Woo! I'll tell you, Dan Slot doesn't kid around. Um, <laughs> Hey, you know, as you know, Johnny Storm slept with Doctor Doom's bride to be. That did not go so well. That's right. Yeah, and 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 Victor's just kicking everybody's ass. Uh, for some, somehow he has he's got the power to hypnotize him that they can't attack him or do anything at all negative towards him, no. and that includes Black Panther and Namor, uh, you know, the Submariner and 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 the rest of the Fantastic Four. So they're all like really kind of helpless. But wait, was it was it pheromones? It's a uh, Black Widow yeah, really right there with that one. It might be. It might be pheromones. <laughs> Uh, and so the idea is, is that, you know, you know, every Johnny's like, look, I'm the one that F this up. You should take it out on me. Take it out on me. And Doom goes, oh, don't worry about it. I I'm, will. Gonna, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> and so basically uh, he has changed one of the lives of the Fantastic Four. And what they said in the uh, last issue was it would be forever. You know, so Johnny Storm finally uh, pays for his. Well, his philandering ways. He can't oh, seem no. to, you know, can't seem to stop cheating on people. Uh, and he now, uh, Doom, I mean, just basically says, you will be untouchable. I will make you so that you can't be near anyone for what you've done. Oh, so and he just, oh, he just dosed him, mega dosed him in cosmic rays that Johnny now can't flame off. And he's so hot that he can't be near anybody. He's almost like a nuclear bomb hot. You think you're hot before. Now yeah. I'm going to make you super hot. Super hot model, Johnny Storm, burning up the uh, airwaves. I don't know. So, yeah. So, in a way, he's even in worse shape than Ben Grimm, you know, because Ben can never turn back to his human form. Unlike the rest of the Fantastic Four, they could Mm -hmm. turn back to their human form and have a regular life looking like normal. And now Johnny is stuck in Flametown, USA. (laughs) Yeah, he's stuck as, wow, yeah, Flaming Hot Cheeto right there. That sucks. We'll see how long that's going to last. Um, and, well, it's you know, comic books, so you means. know it'll be forever. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, the, and the, and the uh, next issue of the Fantastic Four, if I'm not mistaken, is a big one because it is their it is their 60th anniversary uh, this year. So I think oh, next I think wow. next next issue they're going to celebrate that. But this, can you believe it's 60 years of the Fantastic Four? Well, I'm looking. Yeah. Well, it's 2020. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only 20, time 21. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the 2020. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, I know. 60th anniversary. They did come out in 61, but yes. Okay, uh, fine. Math is hard. We get it. <laughs> uh, probably should get Valeria Richards to help out with that. Uh, <laughs> so that's what's going on in the world of Fantastic Four. Oblivion song. That is, of course, Robert Kirkman, the Walking Dead dude. Uh, he's closing in on the end of this series uh, on issue 32, and it's just coming down to there's going to be a big fight between all the Cthulian-looking creatures. And the humans, and maybe there won't be, maybe there will be. Uh, we'll have to see what happens there. And finally, uh, if you, you talk Sweet Tooth, if you love Sweet Tooth, man, um, I am hoping this becomes a series. 
uh, as we are. This is the penultimate issue of Ascender by Jeff Lemire. And Dustin Wynn does the art. And, of course, it's beautiful watercolor art that he does. And uh, you've seen some of these issues, Rev. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is uh, basically technology versus magic. And it's a big battle between little Tim the Robot and the uh, the witches of Bitchwick. I mean, they are just they're not, not their nice official people. name, or or is it their official name? They're no, no, it isn't. They're not nice people. They really are not. You know, they are they are biatches for the, to the tenth power. They're just very evil. And um, and Tim, this poor little robot boy, getting his ass kicked. And just when you think it's over, and he's and and, and the witches think, yeah, oh, you little robot boy, we kicked your ass. He says, well, yeah, you kicked my ass, but I didn't come alone. And these gigantic robot creatures called the Harvesters, who basically destroyed the world. Uh, they, you see one big Harvester at the end of the issue going, hey, I don't know if you know this, but Tim's my boy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's a robot like me, and you humans kind of suck, you witches of a-hole wick. So um, next issue, which is the last issue, and I, it'll be it. It'll be it for the entire Descenders Ascender series wow. by Jeff Lemire. And just as lovable as he made uh, Sweet Tooth, he's made this Tim and uh, Mila character. Uh, and uh, and it is, uh, you know, Tim's a little robot, Milo's a little human, and at some point they're coming together, hopefully, I, to, to, I guess, fix things. And man, oh, man, oh, man, is this. I, I, I am hoping and praying that Sweet Tooth does so well that somebody will see, let's, put, let's make Ascender a show. Let's make Descender a show. Let's make both of these things because it is so awesome. Uh, Lemire, just he knows how to write a heartwarming story with amazing, bizarro characters. Well, they do seem to enjoy Sweet Tooth because it has been uh, uh, renewed for a season two. So yeah, well, hopefully that gives him a little oh, bit of clout so he can do please, more stuff, you know? Let me see some Descender Ascender. It is so good. And thanks again to that be, uh, Geek, Nas- Geek National who, I don't forget your name, sir, but you're the one that sent me the first issue Such a of long Descender. time ago, yeah. Uh, and it is such a great, such a great series. Uh, now, moving on from comic books, you still got to talk about board games because I know when you're not reading comic books or... Watching a lot of television, as we know about on the uh, Monday episode there, you are playing board games. So you got you got to have something to review. Well, I do. And I wonder <laughs> if uh, Rev will be interested in this one here. Oh, uh, is it steampunk? Uh, is that why you're trying is, to get me on that one? Uh, no, it's not steampunk. Okay, okay. Um, this is uh, an RPG game. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, interested. So you like that. Of, of course, uh, everybody has loved, oh my gosh, I am blanking on, oh, uh, Gloom, Gloom, Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven, everybody oh, is, yeah. Yeah, everybody loves Gloomhaven and thinks it's one of the best RPG, you know, standalone uh, RPG with real models and real stuff uh, mm-hmm. game ever created. Uh, and... Uh, I played it. You know, it's not my. I, I I don't like the game, but I see why people love the game. It's very very well done. Exactly. Um, it, it, it takes the RPG elements uh, kind of out of it and turns it into oh, you kind of get to a thing and uh, then you get to have the combat and do the board game aspects of it while keeping it using uh, using these RPG elements in the middle or at the end of the the fighting to progress a story and turn it into a legacy game. And Aridia, The Paths We Dare Tread, um, is trying to do something very similar, I think, but in a very different way. And why am I talking about this? Because, number one, I usually don't like co-op games. Yeah. And, number two, I usually don't like co-op games. So, uh, <laughs> you know, why and RPG stuff. The reason I'm talking about Aridia, The Paths We Dare, it is made uh, by Far Off Games and Cody Miller, who is... 
Uh, very, very famous to a lot of us. Uh, he's a Pacific Northwest game designer who created Zaya Legends of a Drift System. Oh. And that is such a huge, popular game. It is a wonderful, wonderful game. People said this was Firefly the way Firefly was supposed to be made. Uh, it is an open-world sci-fi game where you get to do all sorts of things and, and, and really Firefly style. Without, Unfortunately, it's not the Firefly characters. It is a fun game. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be playing again very, very soon, along with Joey D's. Uh, so as soon as I heard, wait, so Cody did a great sci-fi game. Now he's doing an, a fantasy-based RPG game. All right, well, let me check this out. Um, and this is known as a green legacy game, meaning that you don't have to destroy the game uh, Ooh, even as it goes on. Good you get call. Yeah, uh, but it still does have. But he's designed it in such a way that yes, you are going to change all these things, and they're going to go from session to session. I hear there's about forty hours of gameplay in this. Um, and uh, it's an open world that you get to discover, and it comes with pre-painted minis. I'm looking at this right now. Wow. That's yeah. one of the big things that really kind of got me into getting minis again was WizKids was put, or have been putting out pre-painted D&D minis, which com- commend anybody who sits down and wants to paint minis for board games, for RPGs, or anything like that. That is just something that I have not been good at ever since the old Blood Bowl or Warhammer days. Not into it. Don't want to deal with it. The fact that these come pre-painted is a boon because most of the time, even with, like, I was talking about my steampunk games, I still have a bunch of games that do not have painted <laughs> minis, and it, oh, they, yeah. they, they, they lack because of it, and I feel bad for my poor minis that don't get painted, but you're not getting painted. It, 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 yeah, and this I think, if I, and I could be wrong. You can check out the web, the Kickstarter page, but I think there's like almost sixty pre-painted minis in this, if I read it correctly, uh, which is insane. I mean, it is insane. Yeah. Getting yeah, minis is one 60 thing. Plus pre-painted minis. I want to tell anybody listening, uh, the price point in this game is going to be like $169 maybe, and then you can get a higher version if you want, uh, which would actually just add, it adds part, uh, like a bonus expansion part. So mm-hmm. for the $169, bucks, you are getting those 60 pre-painted minis, and it, 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 it is unbelievable. I don't know how Cody can do this. We didn't know how he could do it in Zaya with all the pre-painted minis that came with that. And it, so I was like, all right, I'm looking at this because that guy – Far Off Games and Cody, they have delivered. They mm-hmm. have delivered an amazing product. And uh, I, I, this here, you get to take the head. Like you have these heads that will snap into the bodies. So you literally can <laughs> custom make your own guy as if you were just doing it in a video game. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So you can, have, it, it really, so you can be whoever you want to look like and put it on the body of whoever you want to look like. And it is, it is really, really something. I mean, there's exploration and there's progression. There's, there's a cool combat system where there are weak points in your enemies and you have a certain kind of attack, whether it be a slash attack or a vertical or a horizontal slash attack. And when you roll a 20 sided die, depending upon what you get, that's how many hits you can make, which will then trigger your kind of slash attack, which may then hit them in their weak spots. Uh, it, and then how they strike you back as you roll a die, it shows the kind of body that you're hit on, uh, the part of your body you're hit on. It's very, very clever. There's a threat board that gets, you know, uh, escalated for the, for the bad guys. Uh, it, and the way you explore this, like there's little hexes, then you flip them over, then you pull out a card, then it tells you the kind of big board to pull out to show you the town you're in. And then it shows the tops of the buildings of the town, but then you pull out another wow. card, where you, then you see the inside of the building. And uh, and you read adventures to each other. So it's like when I encounter an NPC, it's like, all right, Rev, you're to my right. You read it. And you're really going to want to be so good at doing your part of reading me as you're asking me <laughs> questions and I have to pick the right answers. Yeah. Because if I pick the right answer, I get points 
They're called RPG points that will oh, make my yeah. character better. So I really am incentivized to really want to read a great story and get you to wow. really ask me the right questions. There's a lot going on in this game that made me go, okay, there's a lot of new stuff in this world. I love Cody Miller. I love Far Off Games. Zaya is amazing. I play it over and over again. I will back this game. It's uh, it, it's at about 20, uh, 20 days left now on Kickstarter. And yeah. I mean, if there's anybody that I ever, it's already like you know, it's. I mean, they're they're so close to being funded, it's nuts. And they're uh, and the re. I mean, you you see, you talk about all these different parts and all these different things and all this stuff. Like the Kickstarter, the goal is not small. It's at almost a million dollars. It's seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars that they're looking for. They've almost got it as of this recording. And by the time that this goes out on the podcast, it probably will hit that. They have until August thirty first to go with it. And like you were talking about, Zaya's one of my favorite games. Uh, I'm not really huge on the 4X games, but this one hit differently when we were playing it, and it's one of my favorite ones. And the fact that this is a, what you call like a green legacy type board game, um, that makes it even more interesting because with Gloomhaven, I love Gloomhaven, but when the, the board is like forever altered, so you're going through it and you're having to play through it with the way that it is, the fact that you can go back and do this again makes the replayability more amazing with that. And I have to say, their their entire combat system, you know, uh, the, the Gloomhaven combat system to me isn't, it's clever, but I, there's something about rolling dice. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, there's yeah. something about just rolling a die, uh, and this seems really cool. And then rolling dice for the monsters and how they hit you back is really clever. Uh, it, the, everything is very colorful, too, and you have a great player board, three different player boards in front of you that really keep track of what goes on and how you can level up and, and the different attributes you get. It is, uh, and it's really, I mean, and the way you apply those attributes in your situation is uh, is very cool and puzzly. So that you can, you know, maximize the damage that you do to your enemies. This this is well thought out. Seven years in the making, uh, and and I love that. See, I love it that they they really. I, if anybody play tests the hell out of anything and really wants to put a piece of quality product in your hands, it, it's it's Cody Miller and the folks at Far Off Games. Uh, and I'm I'm the art the art is great. It's uh, I can't say enough about it just because of how much I love Zaya. And we've we've met Cody at cons, and he's mm-hmm. a, he's one of the nicest dudes you'll ever want to meet. Uh, and he's always showing great pictures of him and his family. And they're you know they've got a great Pacific Northwest lifestyle, and so that you know that speaks to me being from the PNW myself. Um, this, if you are like, wow, is this too good to be true? Does it look like it with a lot of Kickstarters? I'm telling you, you can you can bank on him. And that and Rev, you mentioned that high price. That shows you, okay, that's why he, it's you're going to get everything painted because he's mm-hmm. not just going for twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand, and then your next thing you know, you go, oh, all right, well, what's going on with this? That's thing? what we're getting a twenty thousand dollars. You're going to get a quality game. They've proven it with Zaya, and I, I mean, even the prototypes I've seen with Man versus Meeple and Dice Tower, who have done great reviews on the game, you can check those out. Uh, even the prototypes look amazing. So. Uh, it's called Iridia, the paths that we dare tre- the paths that we dare tread. Twenty days left to Kickstarter. Check it out. Yep. If you love RPGs or fantasy, you're gonna love this. And if you're uh, if you're listening to this a little bit later, sometimes it's not always the the time that you listen to it. Definitely, uh, it's going through until the end of August. Um, so you have, I think, until August 31st to do that. But also along those lines, uh, we post the links up on our Facebook page, and yeah. you can buy that stuff afterwards as well. Like I know you can buy Zayat stores, so it's one of those things where you can go and get them later on if it's still something that intrigues you. 
you. So check out your local gaming store as well if it's a little bit later and uh, maybe you caught this episode uh, after the Kickstarter was done. Yeah, I do believe our good friends at Zulu's Board Game Cafe are going to do the retailer pledge. Oh, so, nice. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, so if you if you miss out on the pledge, uh, you know, for whatever reason, and you can't get get a, get a hold of our buddies at Zulu's, because I'm, I'm sure they're going to have some. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that the, a lot of the Kickstarters now are doing that for the retailers. So yeah. it gives those local comics, uh, you know, comic book stores or gaming stores a chance to be able to get uh, to get in on that and have people come and buy the stuff from the places that they love to frequent. Oh, yeah, brother. Well, now we need to go uh, beyond that and go from talking about comic books and board games to Vicky and the Geek Sheet. The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? Uh, I got more TV show news. Okay. Of sorts. Uh, I'm going to run down because there's multiple different types. I'm excited for this because I've only heard really good things about the comic and I've never actually gotten a chance to read it. Hmm. But The Sandman Season 1, which is going to be Netflix's live adaptation of the graphic novel by Neil Gaiman, has wrapped up its filming. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm hoping that this goes better than Neil Gaiman's other project that was on television, American Gods, which the three seasons were... Uh, the first season was amazing, mm-hmm. but there have been so many problems behind the scenes that like it kind of limped into the third season and then got abruptly cut off during kind of a cliffhanging part. So, although <sighs> you ha- I don't think you've seen Good Omens yet, have you? I have not seen Good Omens, and I believe they were also renewed for a season two. They were, yes, they which were. You need to watch it. It is so okay. cute. But it's it's enough action. There's enough of everything to keep you happy. All right, cool, awesome. I, I think you will like it. I um, hope you will like it. I don't know. Sometimes I was as watching Good Omens. I'm like, will Rev be irritated at the cuteness? <laughs> but there's no. also there's good I, mystery. It, but it's British cuteness and British cleverness, which I think should be okay. enough to, right. to, I, I to, like to get you. He will appreciate cuteness, but there is enough of everything else to keep you engaged for sure. All right, cool. Uh-huh. Is it going to be like because I'll end up watching it with the wife, so I think, I think the cuteness like factor too. will be kind of yeah. good on that as well. She'll definitely <laughs> like it. Uh, one of the things that Rev and I like to do sometimes is do fan casting, like you know, just for funsies. Like this person should play this person. Totally, yeah. Uh, like my biggest one. Speaking of. American American Gods is Orlando Jones as the Riddler. Oh, yes. Uh, but there apparently is an audio adventure coming up, a Batman audio adventure for HBO Max. And uh, they have, it's not Orlando Jones, but they have somebody else that I'm actually very excited to see play the Riddler. Who is that? John Leguizamo. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking, John Leguizamo, you mean Sid from Ice Age? Like, <laughs> well, he's done other but things, yes. too. He was Luigi in that Super Mario movie. Okay, maybe Mario I'll bring that movie. one up. Uh, he uh, he not, was Violator in the Spawn movie. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The 90s he, weren't a good time for He actually uh, did play things. the bartender in The Mandalorian season, too. You didn't recognize it was him, though. Oh, really? That's right. He was all in that mm-hmm. prosthetics and all that makeup and stuff? Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember uh, that now, yeah. This is not a nerdy thing, but if he does this, the bartender, uh, or was he the was he the bad guy? He was, a, was he? I thought he was the guy that got hung up upside, upside down, the one that was trying to. Yeah, the one he, where he's like, "You're not going to kill me, are you?" And it's like, "You're not going to leave me out here." And he yeah, that was the mob boss guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, then that's who he was. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I remember, yeah, reading that part. But he does this special on Netflix called Latin American History for Morons. And it's really, really good. He's he basically t- it's a play telling about how his son was getting bullied in school, and he was trying to find him a Latin American history to look up to. And so it's his his journey through mental health, going to therapy, like studying, like reading all these things that we are not taught in history classes. And he tells it in a very 
easy to manage. Like, cause I'm not real good at the whole history thing, but he he told it in a way where I retained a lot of that information. So if he ever becomes a uh, college professor, I'll actually go to school. This is so interesting going back to the Batman mm-hmm. stuff because it's going to be a Batman podcast mm-hmm. on HBO Max, and they're looking to do more audio drama stuff. It's so, brilliant yeah. on their yeah. part. England, England does a lot of that with Doctor Who with big finish production. Oh. So not surprised that um, they're like, hey, you know what? People will love Batman. Let's just do lo- a bunch of audio plays. And we basically. do have a Catwoman, too. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? Uh, it's Rosario Dawson. Which, uh, again, she that's, just... Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, she just started shooting uh, Clerks 3 with mm-hmm. Kevin Smith and uh, the crew with that as well. And not that you guys don't know who that is, but Rosario Dawson was also in The Mandalorian and... Ahsoka! Mm-hmm. Marvel's Daredevil and yeah. basically all the... Yeah, she was essentially... Netflix she was Night shows. Nurse, yeah, yeah, with that one as well. Uh, it looks also like there's going to be a lot of Saturday Night Live alum uh, with this podcast. Um, I, and Jeffrey Wright is going to be Batman. You might remember Jeffrey rem- Wright from uh, Westworld. Yes. which is funny because he's playing Commissioner wow. Gordon. <laughs> oh, that's so bizarre! Is, is, he's so he's playing be- Commissioner Gordon in the movie. Yes, with uh, what's his face, Twilight guy, yeah. Robert Pattinson, <laughs> and he's Twilight playing guy. and he's playing Batman in the. Uh, I wonder mm-hmm. if it's an older Batman. Probably. Yeah, wow, well, that's very interesting. Don't necessarily know where they're going with it, but the thing is, too, also it's just voice work, so you don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to show your yeah. age on that, but I mean, but he's got such a like gravitas voice, you well, know. And you uh, need Jeffrey that with Wright. Batman, so maybe he doesn't have to talk like this. Yeah, <laughs> that's Batman. a good point. That's a very good point. But Jeffrey Wright definitely—he's got a great voice, a perfect choice for audio production. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to hear how that sounds. So yeah. the podcast is written and directed by Dennis Mc, uh, McNicholas. And he boasts a deli- devilish, devilishly delightful or original music. That's a mouthful. It sure is. But you almost did it. Devilishly delightful original music. Yay! Boom. Woo! It's a party. Uh, he says he also like he draws inspiration from the vintage noir atmosphere of the celebrated Batman the animated series. So it's going to have a lot of like uh, stuff that we grew up on. Ooh. Well, Joe and I grew up on maybe a little bit of Rev. All right, fine, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but definitely it's going to be worth checking out, and it's really brilliant on HBO Max's part to be doing stuff like this. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things, that I know a couple days ago I was talking about, like, release the air cut so we get the first Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> yeah. There's a I movie. Who, who, uh, yeah, okay, go ahead and release it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's. Maybe it'll be better. Yeah. I think that's all anybody's ever saying. Like, release the blank cut. We want to see all these longer after, cuts after the After Snyder the gun cut, cut they're not going to want anybody else's <laughs> cut. Um, <laughs> yes. So apparently Jason Momoa is already wanting them to release a Snyder cut, if you will, of a movie that's not even out yet. Which what? Dune. Dune. Which he is in Dune. 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 It's been and he long wants a, awaited. He wants the Snyder cut of that. Is he? He's not doing Dune, is he? Yeah, he's yeah, in Dune. yeah. He's in Dune. There's a lot of really no, no. Big... I mean, no. I know Jason is. No, Snyder's not doing Dune. Is, no, he, but that's just what they're calling the, it. Snyder. Yeah, release Snyder. Unedited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. He's Alrighty. like, it was a cool movie. You know what they need to do? They need to make the four to six hour version of the first half. It's like let's watch the four to five hour movie like a TV show, and I can choose when I want to watch the whole thing. I want to see Dennis's whole vision. I don't want it to be trimmed oh interesting very see that's what i like deleted scenes for i really liked to check out the lord of the rings deleted scenes but watching them all in a row i felt like the editing was perfect but then i got to go back and see more mm-hmm. if i wanted to uh, I, I don't know about that correct me if i'm wrong dune's gonna a uh, part one right there's gonna be two of them 
Uh, yes. I think they, yeah, there needs to be. Yes, it says uh, <laughs> Dune will be released in theaters and HBO Max on October 22nd. And the upcoming film could be the biggest one of the year. But don't forget that this version of Dune is only adapting the first half of the original novel. Okay. So there's yeah, a good yeah, chance yeah. the main players could reunite to tell the second half of in Dune 2. Oh, that's so going to be... So it's a full novel, but this is just the first oh, part of the novel. That's going to be a bit of a challenge then, because uh, if you watch the first Dune movie, you're going to know things that... Hey, what about... How, when's that going to happen? <laughs> well, they change I mean, it. yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, as long as, uh, as long as Sting gets to see, you know, every breath you take, that's all I care about. <laughs> I don't think Sting's in the new one, man. Oh, come on! That would be funny. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>